Welcome to a gorgeous Saturday morning and another three hours of live and local radio on WNTK 99.7 FM in New London, New Hampshire and WUVR 98.9 FM and 1490 AM in Lebanon, New Hampshire. I'm Greg Fettel, host of Saturday Sports Talk, the opener for three hours of live and local here on NTK and UVR, where we spend the next hour or so catching you up on what's been happening in high school sports around the Upper Valley, as well as college action up at Dartmouth College. That just gets it all started as we uh, head on through the morning hours here on uh, the two stations. we got uh, Valley Buzz at 10 o'clock, and from what I can tell, this might be, I think we probably need a drum roll for this, the return of Rich Parker to Valley Buzz. I think that's the case, only because I just checked on the Dartmouth sports schedule and noticed that the uh, men's golf program had its Ivy League championship last weekend and has nothing else on the schedule. I think that means we'll see Rich, but I'm never sure until I start hearing their voices outside the show, uh, outside the door here at the conference room at the Hilton Garden Inn in uh, Lebanon. So we'll find out if uh, if that's indeed the case. Rich and Woody expected for Valley Buzz from 10 until mid, uh, till noon, I should say, not till midnight, till noon to wrap up three hours of Live and Local on NTK and UVR. And then the live radio continues on tonight as the Red Sox continue their uh, three-game set in Baltimore after last night's victory. Details momentarily. 6.05, the broadcast starts. 7.05 is the first pitch on 99.7 FM. As for here on Saturday Sports Talk, we got some catching up to do on high school sports last night and yesterday afternoon. Had a real tight baseball contest down the road here at Lebanon High School, looking like it was going to be a Hanover high route over the Raiders, but the Bears, after building a 7-0 lead, had to hold on for a 7-6 victory. We'll talk about that later. Look ahead to a relatively busy schedule as we uh, wrap up the month of April and look ahead to a very busy May for uh, spring sports at the schools around here in the Upper Valley. But all that's to come. What we do right now, of course, with Magic Matt filling in for Dapper Dan down at the studio in New London, not everything that happened in sports on Friday night made it to Saturday's newspaper, so we are going to read about it. Just poked the wrong band with the wrong sharp stick, but we'll be okay here. He'll get into this after a little while. Well, home runs are back for the Boston Red Sox. Well, one of them at least. The Sox in a five losses and six games run haven't been hitting the ball very well, and they haven't been hitting the ball, ball very far. But last night in Baltimore down at Camden Yards, they did get a home run finally after uh, the better part of a seven-day power blackout. It was a key one as well for multiple reasons. Christian Arroyo with a two-run shot early in last night's game. Put the Red Sox ahead to stay. They held on for a 3-1 win over Baltimore in a game you heard here on WNTK. Now, the uh, importance of it was twofold. One, the Red Sox haven't been hitting the ball very much at all, let alone outside the park. And secondly, Arroyo had had a miserable previous day. On Thursday, he uh, contributed an error that led to the game's only run of a one nothing loss in Toronto. And last night was making just his second career start at designated hitter with J.T. Martinez out with an adductor injury, but he certainly made the most of it. Took a four-seam fastball from Kyle Bradish in the top of the second inning. 
drove it well over the left field wall for a 2-0 lead. Uh, another run later on, and the Sox held that 3-0 lead until late in the contest. Rich Hill went four innings, still on something of a pitch limit, the veteran pitcher is, so after 50 pitches and four innings, he went out, and then four relievers combined for five innings of four-hit, one-run work. Tanner Houck got the win in relief. Three innings of shutout work through the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Hanseropla has gotten a little bit of trouble in the ninth, did allow a run, but uh, he was relieved by Matt Strom for the final two batters of the contest with a Strom getting a strikeout to end things completely. Red Sox three and the Orioles one. The series continues at uh, Camden Yards tonight. The uh, Red Sox expected... If I can uh, dig it up real quickly, expected to put uh, Nathan Eovaldi on the mound uh, for the contest. It is a 7.05 first pitch, and it is a 6.05 broadcast time on WNTK 99.7 FM. In preparation for the weekend, Red Sox brought up outfielders Franchi Cordero and Jalen Davis from the Woo Sox in AAA. They have designated infielder Travis Shaw for assignment. Cordero... Did play 48 games with the big club last year. Didn't hit very well, just 189 with a homer and 9 RBIs, but he has been hitting close to 300 in Worcester with three home runs and 24 RBIs, and I think he'd be more likely to see time sooner rather than later. Among the uh, news from last night on the diamond, a no-hitter, first one of the season. It took five pitchers and 159 pitches, but the New York Mets did do it as they blanked the Philadelphia Phillies 3 to nothing. Uh, first no-hitter of the season. Uh, it uh, began, began, I should say, with Tyler McGill uh, going through five innings with 88 pitches, and the bullpen took it over from there with Drew Smith, Joely Rodriguez, Seth Hugo, uh, Lugo, and Edwin Diaz combining to complete the no-no for the Mets. The rest of the National League scoreboard, when it comes up on my computer, uh, San Diego a 7-3 winner in Pittsburgh last night. Aside from the Mets no-hitter, Milwaukee routed the Cubs 11-1. Arizona wins in St. Louis 6-2. Colorado 10, Cincinnati 4. And Washington ended an eight-game losing streak, getting a 14-4 win over San Francisco. The uh, Giants missing at least five players because of a COVID outbreak on the team. Interleague action on three fronts last night. Dodgers over Detroit 5-1. News from the Dodgers in a moment. Texas was a loser at home to Atlanta 6-3. And Miami outscored Seattle, score of 8-6 there. American League last night. Uh, Cleveland a winner in uh, Oakland 9-8. Yankees route Kansas City 12-2. It was Tampa Bay winning at home over Minnesota 6-1. The Angels were 5-1 winners in Chicago over the White Sox. And Houston outscored Toronto up in Canada 11-7 was the score in that one. Trevor Bauer claims that he will fight and will fight vigorously a two-year ban for Major League Baseball, which says he violated the league's domestic violence and sexual assault policy. It is up to an arbitrator now to decide if he ever plays for the Los Angeles Dodgers or anybody in Major League Baseball again, denying allegations from Major League Baseball saying that the 31-year-old uh, pitcher's full suspension should be in effect, which would cost him about $60 million out of a $102 million three-year contract that he signed last year with the Dodgers. But if Bauer does win, he does face the prospect of rebuilding his reputation and potential public backlash, attempting to mend fences with the league and possibly his other team, uh, any other team as well. Uh, he became the Dodgers' highest-paid player after they uh, outdueled the Mets for his honors in 2021. He's a North Hollywood, California native, played at UCLA as well, but he has gotten himself into significant trouble in the recent past. Last year, 
He was uh, under suspicion from a San Diego woman who alleged that he beat and sexually abused her in 2021. Uh, she later sought but was denied a restraining order. Now the Washington Post is reporting today of another potential uh, victim in Ohio that Bauer also denies ever happened. Moving to the National Basketball Association, interesting developments with the Milwaukee Bucks as they get ready for their second-round NBA series with the Boston Celtics tomorrow afternoon. The big one is Chris Middleton and whether or not he'll be available to play for the Bucks in the contest. Middleton suffered a knee injury in the final or second game, I should say, of the Bucks' uh, five-game victory over Chicago in the first round, uh, sprained an MCL, and uh, is still uncertain whether or not he's going to be available to play for the Bucks early on in the series. The Bucks also claiming that George Hill has an abdominal issue and is listed as day-to-day. No injuries for the Celtics, however, which is a good thing. And, of course, defense has been the big thing for Boston in the playoffs so far. It's what got them through a sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, and they go into tomorrow's 1 p.m. debut down at TD Garden as four-and-a-half-point favorites in the opening game against the defending NBA champions. Big issues for the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid has a right orbital fracture, a mild concussion, injuries that have listed him out on the injury report and could keep him there for the foreseeable future with the Sixers getting ready for an Eastern semifinal on Monday night against Miami. These are injuries that happened late in the uh, Game 6 route of Toronto on Thursday night. Sixers were up by 29 points at the time uh, with 3.58 left in the contest when he was hit in the face by a driving Pascal Siakam and took several steps back in obvious pain. He uh, confirmed afterward that, quote, I think he might have broken my face, uh, Embiid said to uh, media afterwards, and it turns out that his uh, prognosis, or at least his diagnosis, was correct. One game on the schedule last night to uh, complete the first round of the NBA playoffs. And that decision going in the favor of the Memphis Grizzlies over uh, Minnesota, 114-106. So the Grizz win that set four games to two, and that puts all of the second-round series in motion. Milwaukee at Boston and the Warriors at Memphis on Sunday, and then Monday's uh, action finds Philadelphia at Miami and Dallas at Phoenix as we head into the second round of the NBA playoffs. First round of the NHL playoffs will get started on Monday. Regular season wrapped up last night with the Bruins losing a 5-2 decision in Toronto. Uh, Jake DeBrusque had uh, a goal for the Bruins. Jeremy Swayman, 22 saves. All that does is guarantee that the uh, Bruins will be the number one wild card seed, number seven seed overall in the playoffs as they head to Carolina for a best of seven first rounder that will start on Monday night. Scoreboard from a busy final night in the NHL. Penguins were 5-3 winners over Columbus to secure the last guaranteed spot in the Atlantic Division. Uh, Buffalo a 3-2 overtime winner over Chicago. Uh, Canadians routed Florida 10-2 as uh, Carey Price got his first winning goal for the Habs since the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Of course, he's been out most of the year involved in uh, drug rehabilitation and uh, injury rehabilitation. Detroit over the Devils 5-3. Rangers 3, Capitals 2, Senators 4, Flyers 2. Lightning beat the Islanders 6-4. Vegas 7-4 over St. Louis, but Vegas is out of the playoff picture. Minnesota 4-1 over Colorado. Uh, Winnipeg winning in um, Calgary 3-1. Stars over the Ducks 4-2 in a game in which the Ducks had to go to an emergency goaltender at the end after their uh, two previous guys were both injured. Vancouver losing to the Oilers 3-2 in a shootout. 
Seattle three, San Jose nothing. Both teams out of the playoff picture. Arizona wins in uh, wins over Nashville five to four. And I stand corrected. There is one regular season game remaining. It's Sunday afternoon with Seattle visiting Winnipeg, but those teams are also out of the playoff picture. So the matchups for the Eastern Conference: Florida will take on Washington. Toronto has Tampa Bay. Carolina has the Bruins. The Rangers and Penguins will play to uh, wrap up the East. And in the Western Conference, Colorado is entertaining Nashville. Uh, Minnesota gets home ice against St. Louis. It'll be Calgary taking on Dallas and Edmonton meeting the L.A. Kings. NFL draft yesterday. The uh, Patriots, no great surprise, are back in the act of trading up and down and not picking as many players as you might have expected at the beginning of the day. They did uh, do a deal with Kansas City yesterday to move up a skosh in the second round, and that got them Tyquan Thornton, a speedster wide receiver out of Baylor, also a uh, track star for the Bears with sub-4-3 speed in the 40. Uh, also yesterday, the uh, Patriots picking up uh, Marcus Jones, cornerback out of the University of Houston in the third round. Pats have seven picks for the fourth through seventh rounds. That'll get started a little bit later this afternoon. The two big items of note from yesterday's second and third rounds, uh, Carolina picking Matt Coral, quarterback, which means they probably no longer have any interest in uh, Be- uh, De- hmm, Mayfield uh, from Cleveland, who, of course, doesn't have any sort of an opportunity right now, Baker Mayfield, any sort of an opportunity at quarterbacking. They're going to keep an eye perhaps on Seattle as an option. And the other quarterback of note yesterday, Liberty's Malik Willis going in the third round, but uh, got uh, bumped back uh, before Tennessee picked him up. More likely that he will be a backup for the immediate future, despite the fact that he had fairly high draft ratings going into everything. Major League Soccer, New England Revolution on a five-match losing streak. As many losses in the past five matches as they had all of last year as they host uh, Inter-Miami tonight up at uh, Foxborough Stadium. Uh, Miami getting some good news this week with approval of a long-term lease agreement to build a 25,000-seat stadium, part of the Miami Freedom Park project on a former golf course near the city's international airport. Nashville is opening up a brand-new soccer-specific park, largest such park in the nation, 30,000-seat capacity, uh, Geotis Park, it's called, as they uh, host Philadelphia in the uh, stadium's first event coming up later on this weekend. U.S. women's national team, former U.S. women's national team goalkeeper Hope Solo tweeting yesterday she will voluntarily enter inpatient alcohol treatment and has asked for her induction into the National Soccer Hall of Fame be delayed until next year. She was arrested last month when she was found passed out behind the wheel of a car in North Carolina with her two twins, two-year-old twins, inside. National Women's Soccer League got started last night with a regular season. Expansion Angels City FC of Los Angeles 2-1 winner over North Carolina Courage in front of a big crowd in Los Angeles. The uh, season continues with two matches today and three more in the 12-team league tomorrow. PGA Tour is at the Mexico Open at Vedanta. John Rahm has a two-stroke lead at 12 under par through 12 rounds of play. Hannah Green, the LPGA leader at Palos Verdes, California, by three shots on five other golfers. NASCAR this weekend is at Dover 400-miler coming up tomorrow afternoon. And you are up to speed, literally, on Read About It at 921. I'm Greg Fennell. When we come back, taking a peek at high school action yesterday. Not a lot of it, but there was a real good contest right down the street at Levin and High in the baseball diamond. Details next as we go into the break on NTK and UVR.
your caffeine going this morning. We're doing everything we can to get you started here with a little bit of noise on Saturday Sports Talk at 925. Greg Fettel with you. Magic Matt doing the work in the studio for Dapper Dan, who I understand is somewhere up in the great north woods of Coas County camping this week. Possibly for two weeks, he said he was going to be going for a while. So I'll, I'll be curious to talk to him when he gets back and uh, get a read for what exactly he did, and more importantly, um, how many bears he managed to avoid. We'll find out. But one triple eight two nine nine three one five one, the number to uh, give a ring if you want to join on the conversation. Uh, a real late day for high school sports. I think we're still dealing with um, uh, schools on vacation, maybe more toward the southern end of the radio range. Uh, not so much up here in Lebanon, uh, here at the uh, neighborhood of the uh, Hilton Garden Inn, uh, where we do the show every uh, Saturday morning. Um, right down the road, Lebanon High School had the doubleheader yesterday with uh, softball and baseball, both hosting Hanover. Uh, usually very good baseball contest, and initially didn't look like it was going to go in that direction. But uh, ultimately, Hanover holding on for a 7-6 victory to improve to 5-2 and two on the season. Uh, Hanover got its uh, first four its first four wins in succession, uh, dropped a couple, and then uh, got back on the uh, got back up on the horse yesterday. Seven run lead, nearly let it get away. Uh, Sam Sasserdote got the win for Hanover, the ace, uh, going five and a third innings, gave up eight hits, uh, four earned runs, and then left-hander Jake Tolman, who is starting to uh, emerge as something of a solid relief option for the Bears this year. He had a couple of big strikeouts to get out of a sixth inning jam, and then struck out three more in the seventh when Lebanon uh, had the opportunity to possibly force extra innings. Uh, Hanover started the scoring second inning when senior Mason Gantrish had a double and came home on a ground out. Senior catcher John Hill drove in uh, another run an inning later with a single, and then two more runs uh, because of Lebanon uh, defense errors made it 4 nothing for Hanover in the fifth inning. Three more runs in the sixth got it up to 7 nothing, and it would turn out they would need every single one of those as the Raiders really came back on a charge. In the uh, bottom of the sixth, sophomore Bennett Hewitt had a leadoff double. Uh, Braden Falzerano walked. Sophomore Zach Aldrich doubled home one run, and then another one came on a Francis Calandrella uh, single. Two more scoring on a uh, or got down to a two-run game when uh, Ben Ockmoody cut uh, the gap on a straight steal of home. So a lot of aggression on the base paths by Lebanon to make things interesting. Uh, Aldrich threw a perfect seventh to keep Lebanon in the game. Cole Fabry, bottom half, had a double scored on a Falzerano single to cut it to 7-6, but Tolman picked up two more strikeouts for the save and locked down the victory. Uh, Falzerano gave up four runs, four hits, four and a third innings. Uh, Dawson Bates came in and kept things relatively close. Uh, offense almost getting the job done for Lebanon, which dropped to two and four on the season. Uh, Hanover hosts Plymouth on Monday. Lebanon in action down at Hollis Brookline on Monday. Uh, two other games involving area teams on the schedule yesterday. Uh, nine nothing loss for Mascoma. Up at Berlin, the uh, Royals uh, with the brand-new coach uh, Hunter Campbell, former player for Colby Sawyer Baseball. Uh, they are 0-6 to start the season. They go to White Mountains this afternoon. And Stevens boys got their first win of the season, so congratulations to uh, new coach Bill Bundy, who now has his first win as a coach. Uh, 9-0 over Coe Brown, which is actually uh, a pretty good win. Uh, Coe Brown uh, won its first four or five games of the season. I think it was, I don't know if it was Lebanon or Hanover, but one of those two gave the Bears, uh, the Black Bears, their first loss of the year. So Coe Brown, I think, has got a little bit of ability down there to uh, get a win on the road uh, and by a 9 nothing count. That tells you something 
about the capabilities of the Cardinals. Uh, they will host Pelham on Monday. Softball over at Lebanon High. Uh, Hanover and Lebanon are two programs that don't uh, get a, a whole lot of victories. Usually when they do, it's against each other, and that was the case yesterday as Hanover uh, beat Lebanon 25-10 in a run rule game that ended after five innings. You want to catch uh, some some good writing uh, in the Valley News. Tris Wikes has done profiles of both programs, uh, one on Lebanon when they broke a 44-game win streak, or loss streak, I should say, and got a win for their brand-new coach uh, just recently. And then this week did a nice piece on um, Mary Ruth Graham and the uh, Hanover Bears, who don't win very often. They had been outscored 63-1 to in their first four games. But what was really kind of telling about the story is this is a group that really likes each other, uh, enjoys learning about the game, even though, it, like in most cases with Lebanon and Hanover softball, these are kids that are picking up the game as soon as they get to high school because it's not something that gets a whole lot of youth sports support around here. And they go up against programs that uh, feature kids who play club softball in the summer. And pitching, obviously, a very big deal in high school softball. If you've got somebody who can throw with velocity and accuracy, that's a big advantage over somebody who can't do it. Yesterday, uh, Hanover getting uh, three hits from Schooly Kachikas, including a double and a campfield, had a couple of singles. 14 hits altogether for Hanover. Uh, can't see Killebrew, including a triple in that one. 7-3 lead after one inning. It was up to 24-6 after two. Uh, academic from there as uh, Hanover gets the victory, and Lebanon drops to 1-5 and five on the season. Uh, Jesse Lobb gets the win for Hanover, went the whole way, struck out two, although she did walk 14. Ashley Blayshock has taken on the pitching duties for Lebanon this year for a brand-new coach, having never done it before. So she's kind of learning as she goes. Uh, she had a two-run single to help her own cause, uh, but Lebanon pitching, and not just Blayshock alone, there were several others who threw as well. 16 walks, uh, wild pitches as well, 14 runners, uh, advancing or scoring because of them, and those are the kind of things that Lebanon's going to have to learn to eliminate if they want to uh, be competitive. Hanover will host Plymouth on Monday. Uh, Plymouth will come in winless, so another opportunity for Hanover to pick up a win. Uh, Lebanon is up against Fall Mountain later on today. The Wildcats 3-3 three and three on the young season. Hanover, uh, Lebanon rather, is 1-5. Uh, and five on the base uh, softball season. Stevens softball had an opportunity for a win yesterday. Uh, no luck, though, as they let a, a 2 nothing lead get away late in a 3-2 loss down at Coe Brown. Uh, Coe, uh, Cardinals had the lead uh, in the first inning with Kylie Bundy scoring on a double from Zoe Stevens. Doubled it in the third inning. Uh, leadoff double for Lee Smith and Brianna Frisbee brought her home with a single. Uh, Coe Brown scratched back one in the sixth inning, scored two in the seventh to get the victory. Uh, kind of a frustrating loss for Stevens in that one. They'll try to bounce back from it on Monday when Pelham pays a visit, or rather, yes, Pelham pays a visit at uh, Veterans Park. Berlin 19-6 winner uh, over Mascoma up in Berlin, <laughs> excuse me, yesterday. Uh, pardon me, just about choked. Royals 1-7 uh, on the year. They will host Hopkinton on Wednesday. Congratulations to Kearsarge High senior Carolyn Camp. She got six goals yesterday for the Cougars, and uh, that got her up to 100 for her career, which is pretty impressive given that she lost an entire season, uh, like all the kids around here did, to COVID. Uh, that's the good news. On the other side of it, uh, Kearsarge only picked up three other goals and dropped a 16-9 decision to Lebanon down in North Sutton yesterday. Catherine Coles had a pretty prolific uh, season so far for the Raiders, added six goals and three assists yesterday for Leb, which is now 3-1 and one on the season. Uh, fellow seniors Kayla Tabor and Molly Smith each had 
four goals apiece, and Tabor added seven assists, 11-point day. That's not bad at all. Uh, also got credit from Coach Sarah Ecker for a number of key turnovers that uh, kicked 11 in offense into gear. And Claire Smirsky also doing a good job on defense, Ecker said, to at least uh, keep Camp under modest control, even though she did get the six goals to get to 100 for her career. Two goals, two assists for Maddie Jewell for Lebanon, uh, and uh, Drew Cantor with four saves for the Raiders, who will host Plymouth on Monday. And that is it as far as uh, what happened around the area yesterday. As for today, it'll get a, a little bit busier. Uh, in fact, it'll be getting busy uh, within the uh, next uh, hour and a half. A lot of 11 a.m. games going on around the Upper Valley on the softball side. Uh, Oxbow defending state champs hosting Enosburg Falls. White River Valley heads to Poultney today. Woodstock with a brand new coach this season. Twin Valley paying the Wasp a visit. We mentioned about Lebanon softball heading down to Fall Mountain today. Uh, baseball action. Rivendell has uh, looked pretty good for longtime coach Eric Reichert in the early going. They'll get a test at Proctor today. White River Valley, which saw a 39-game three-season win streak end earlier in the week against a decent Thetford squad, got back on the winning track a couple of days ago. They're down at Woodstock this morning. Hartford will play at home tonight. 7 o'clock start down at Maxfield Sports Complex hosting the Linden Vikings. Track and field will pick up a bit today. Uh, Lebanon and Newport are down at Cobrown for the Black Bear Invitational. Hartford and Thetford heading over to Windsor for the Windsor Invitational. And that event is just getting started as we speak. Mascoma is uh, at the meet over at Belmont High today. Boys lacrosse, Lebanon hosting Kearsarge one day after the girls took on Kearsarge down at North Sutton. Hartford, I believe, is undefeated early on in the boys' lacrosse season. I'll double-check that in a bit. They're over at uh, Green Mountain, probably Green Mountain Valley today. And uh, Woodstock boys looking for a win at home against uh, Mount Anthony. Hartford girls go up to Lamoille to continue an early season uh, surge for them. Hartford boys tennis, impressively, 3-0 and early on in the season. They're down at Mount Anthony. The uh, Patriots bring their girls' team up to take on Hartford today. And the Woodstock girls, who haven't played a whole lot, if at all, I think maybe one match so far, they are entertaining Mount St. Joseph over at the Woodstock Sports Center. Hanover Crew has a regatta against Andover down in Massachusetts later on today. And here's an interesting game tomorrow. Uh, Going to be played down at uh, Northeast Delta Dental Stadium in Manchester. Oxbow visiting Blue Mountain or taking on Blue Mountain. Uh, it's not unusual to see New Hampshire teams do this, but uh, Vermont teams doing it, which is really kind of cool to be able to play on the New Hampshire Fisher Cats uh, minor league ballpark. So a neat treat for the uh, Olympians and Bucks, and hope they get a chance to really enjoy it. And it sounds like tomorrow's weather is going to be really nice for it to, to as well. Temperatures in the upper 60s, a good day to get out and watch a ball game. That's what's happening around high schools in our area. When we come back, the uh, Dartmouth season is starting to really wind down. But baseball and softball are both in real big series this weekend at arch-rival Harvard. We'll talk about the significance of both when we come back. I'm Greg Fennell. This is Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK and WUVR.
Project Matt for cranking up the volume for our bump music so far today. The only downside to this operation is that the music only comes out of my left ear. Uh, so my left ear is going to be deaf by the time this program is done, but all for a good cause to wake you up here on Saturday Sports Talk with your mandatory Ramones on uh, WNTK, WUVR. Greg Fennell with you at the Hilton Garden Inn in Lebanon between Le Bombard Road and Route 120. Looking out the uh, big window here at the parking lot on what looks to be a gorgeous Saturday. I know the forecast says that uh, clouds might come in later today, but it's looking like it's going to be really comfortable. Uh, I think my wife and I both have a major league spring fever. Uh, earlier in the week, we went to one of our favorite garden places and uh, could not resist uh, buying a couple of hanging baskets of annuals that have been spending more time indoors than outdoors this week, if you've been through the wind tunnel that we've been dealing with for the past 48 hours or so. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting them back outside and just getting that little feeling that uh, real spring is not too far away from here. I would think we're probably within one week of our first mowing of the lawn. Uh, we decided not to fertilize this year, so it's not growing quite as quickly as it normally does. But it's coming. Spring is getting here. It'll it'll arrive in, in full force real soon, and the next thing you know, it'll be sneezing up a storm. You'll uh, be running out of things to do up in Hanover as far as Dartmouth sports is concerned. Uh, a couple of the programs, lacrosse, for instance, wrapping up play this weekend, but they've been, both teams, long since uh, out of uh, contention for the Ivy League playoffs. By the way, I want to uh, give a thank you to uh, video producer Ben Myers and the folks up at Dartmouth Sports Information. I got my first chance to do play-by-play in 14 years on Tuesday. Um, normally, it's a work day for me, but I had taken a personal day with something else planned that didn't pan out. And I was at uh, Dartmouth on Sunday. I've been doing the public address announcing for Sunday softball games, and I heard Ben talking with uh, another broadcaster that they were desperate for somebody to do the uh, uh, ESPN Plus webcast of uh, Tuesday's women's lacrosse game with Drexel. And I was sitting here thinking, well, you know what? My plans have fallen through. I'm free. Hey, you want to take me on? And they said, sure, suckers. And uh, I got to do the game, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I hadn't done it in a very, very long time. Um, in fact, uh, for a sister station, WNTK, I think was the last time I did it, Newport Foot uh, Baseball, uh, 2008, I believe it was. Um, so that was neat. And, Ben, thank you very much for the uh, opportunity. I hope I get a chance to, to do it again uh, sometime down the road. But, uh, anyway, back to Dartmouth. Softball uh, has a huge, huge, huge series uh, beginning in a couple of hours down at Harvard. Uh, basically, here's where things stand with the Ivy League playoffs. The championship series involves the two teams, top two teams in the league after regular season play. Uh, going into the weekend, or at least middle of the week, Princeton, Harvard, and Dartmouth all had matching 11-4 and four records. Now, since then, and maybe uh, the Ivy League website was uh, slow in, in getting up on the website, but Princeton most recently completed a three-game sweep of Penn. Uh, and it looks like that was done last week, and they didn't bother to get it up on the uh, website in, in, in quick fashion. So right now, Princeton is all but in the Ivy League Championship Series. They are at Columbia this weekend. Not a, a, a cakewalk. Columbia is a, a tough squad. Uh, they gave Dartmouth all they could handle last week and took two uh, or took one out of three uh, contests uh, before Dartmouth came on strong on Sunday. Um, so don't uh, don't pencil in a Princeton sweep this weekend, uh, but they are pretty much in the driver's seat to go to the best of three Ivy League championship series, which would be two weekends down the road. That leaves Harvard and Dartmouth, and they're playing each other at Harvard this weekend. So whoever wins the series, they will certainly be in the driver's seat to get the other 
uh, Ivy League Championship Series spot. And the team, in fact, if one of them sweeps this weekend, they may even clinch it because tiebreakers may you know, work into that situation. Uh, after that, should Dartmouth have a favorable result? And really, there's no reason to believe why the Big Green can't pull it out. Uh, should they have a favorable result, they will uh, wrap up the regular season with a three-bagger with Cornell at the Dartmouth Softball Park next Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the uh, stuff down at Cambridge, 12:30 doubleheader today, 12:30 single game tomorrow. Dartmouth was supposed to play a contest at Boston College on Wednesday. That has been canceled. Uh, no need for that to be played. So just concentrating on Ivy League play from here on out uh, for Dartmouth. Now the uh, big notes, of course, for Dartmouth in this. Um, Brooke Plonka has been uh, really the workhorse for Dartmouth so far this year. Ivy League leader in innings pitched in strikeouts. Uh, she has been nothing short of crucial to the Big Green's success so far and certainly will play a major role with this weekend. But what was really kind of neat about this past weekend's uh, schedule when uh, when the Big Green, uh, let's see, who do they have? Uh, midweek, they had a, a doubleheader with, uh, or three game set with Penn that had to be pushed back a week and a half because of COVID issues down with the Quakers. They went down to Philadelphia, swept the series, and in the Tuesday doubleheader, not only did they get a complete game win from Planka, they also got a complete game win from Maddie Augusto, who uh, had been shaky in some of her earlier outings in the circle for the Big Green. So pitching really, really made a big deal and uh, the depth therein. Uh, it hasn't always looked that way, but uh, Dartmouth does have four pitchers they can go to. They can pretty much count on Planka, who can be effectively wild every so often, but uh, statistically she's been as good as the Ivy League has seen so far this year. Uh, yeah, Augusto hadn't pitched in 16 days. Uh, complete game, 123 pitches, second complete game of the season, fourth of her career, struck out four, gave up a couple of runs right off the bat, but was solid the rest of the way, and that is absolutely uh, crucial for a big green team that doesn't really hit the ball all that much. Uh, last time I checked, they only had a couple of players on the roster who were batting better than uh, 300, and most everybody else was in the uh, low twos to um, high ones. So this is a team that really relies on its pitching. Batting has picked up a little bit lately. Jenna Brown in uh, league play, or at least at home, uh, has uh, hit 367, and six members of the starting lineup in home games have been uh, managing at uh, 300 or better pace. But overall on the season, uh, Dartmouth is uh, Mets and Mets offensively, pretty good defensively, and fairly good within the circle, and I think it really works uh, to their advantage. You're looking at overall statistics, uh, second baseman Billy McFadden, who I think needs to get some votes for Ivy League Player of the Year. 331 average, Three homers, 19 RBIs, uh, slugging in a 483 pace. She has come up with some big, big moments uh, for walk-off wins and uh, big defensive plays. I've seen her make some fantastic defensive plays at second base this year. Uh, certainly a, a player who has uh, starred on a big green squad that has been very successful since getting back north from its preseason dates uh, in Florida. Baseball, meanwhile, also at Harvard, also in a uh, something of a pickle, uh, at least in terms of trying to make the Ivy League championship field. Going into the weekend, uh, Penn and Columbia were tied at the top of the division at 13-2. and two. Dartmouth was three games back at 10-5, and five, heading to Harvard. Those are the only three teams in the Ivy League with above 500 records. Uh, Penn is at Yale. They've already ripped the Bulldogs 27-4 yesterday. 
they're in pretty good shape. Columbia um, is uh, also a very good team that five, six, seven years running has been uh, at or near the top of the Ivy League standings. Dartmouth hosts Columbia next weekend. They want to be in a position where those games mean something, uh, and preferably not the need for a sweep. So uh, Big Green needs that sweep at Harvard today. They need Columbia to uh, flounder a little bit, if that is at all possible for the Lions uh, so far this season. At 13-2, and it would not appear to be the case. The uh, Columbia Lions are at Ithaca for the weekend to take on Cornell, then, of course, up at Dartmouth for what could be a crucial three-game set up at Beyondy Park at Red Rolf uh, Field, or the other way around, Red Rolf Field at Beyondy Park uh, next weekend. Uh, Crimson on the season, 7-7 seven and seven in league play, 16-18. and 18. Uh, They do have a history of spoiling Dartmouth's hopes when the Big Green has been close to making the Ivy League Championship Series. But Dartmouth Bats have responded uh, exceptionally well through uh, most of the season. They've had some real big games at uh, Red Rawl Field, uh, high-scoring games. they got 10 and 12 runs in contests against Cornell on the road last weekend. Uh, When Princeton was in town, they scored 6, 11, and 16 and that was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Dartmouth is off next weekend from league play, but we'll have Manhattan in town for a three-game non-league set. The Columbia set, I should say, is the 14th and the 15th up at uh, Red Raw Field. So we'll see how Dartmouth can do in those contests. Uh, women's lacrosse, they finished the season today at Cornell, 3-11 uh, and 11, uh, overall, 1-5 and five in league play. Uh, it has really hurt Dartmouth the past couple of games, not having leading goal scorer Katie Elders uh, in action. She was on crutches, uh, having hurt herself in a workout before a game against Penn last Saturday. Uh, 33 goals on the season, uh, not having that out there made a difference, but of course uh, a lot of the teams that Dartmouth is playing are schools that were able to play through the pandemic a little bit, certainly got in seasons last year when the Ivy League didn't, and uh, Dartmouth just kind of starting from scratch with brand new coach, sort of, in Alex Frank. It may be her third year at Hanover, but it is her first full season in charge of the Big Green after coming over from Colorado as an assistant. Men's lacrosse, uh, you want to bemoan the fact that they haven't won an Ivy League contest in five or six years uh, and have set an Ivy League frustration record in the process. But you have to also put an asterisk next to that, knowing that every other team in the Ivy League could very well make the NCAA tournament. Every single one of them was, I believe, in the top 20 in the NCAA ratings percentage index uh, as recently as last week. One of them is fifth-ranked Brown, which will host Dartmouth uh, down at Stevenson Pinson's Field in uh, Providence today for the Big Green's season finale. Dartmouth uh, 4-8 and eight overall, 0-5 and five in league play, uh, lost to Penn last Saturday, 16-12 at Scully Fahey Field. That's it for what's happening around Dartmouth. Let's take one more time out, and we'll find something to talk about when we get back. It is 9.51, and I'm Greg Fennell. This is Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK and WUVR.
you aren't awake by now, get that second pot on the coffee maker because you're not going to be awake anytime soon. We went for the loud stuff today, and uh, actually everything was a three-word title. Uh, don't ask me why. It just uh, it, it kind of struck me. The Knacks let me out from their uh, really one and only notable album, uh, Jim Carroll Band's People Who Died, Joe Jackson's One More Time, Your Mandatory Ramones, I'm Against It, off of uh, Road to Ruin, uh, Public Image Limited's Rules and Regulations, which I think a whole lot of people are probably singing in their heads now after uh, everything we've had to go through for the past couple of years. And then what you just heard, the uh, legendary Bad Brains out of D.C. don't need it to wrap up your tunages here on Saturday Sports Talk. Greg Fennell with you. There is silence for the most part outside the door of the conference room here at the Hilton Garden Inn, which means Rich and Woody should both be here for Valley Buzz in just a little bit. Sometimes they just roll in after I've packed everything up. Uh, sometimes they're out there talking ahead of time, but I don't see them, so I'm assuming that this is going to be like a normal day. We haven't had Rich here in a better part of uh, a month and a half because, of course, he coaches Dartmouth men's golf. They just wrapped up their season last weekend. So I am anticipating the A-team in just a little bit for Valley Buzz. Uh, this is a, a fun time of the year for me as a sports fan. I th- I'm sure it is for you. Uh, spring is here. We're seeing baseball, softball, track, lacrosse, all the stuff we normally see, tennis, you know, this time of year. But also it's playoff time for basketball and hockey. Uh, hockey particularly is my affliction, being a lifetime Washington Capitals fan, uh, going through the mixed emotions of knowing that they're playing the best team in the NHL and the Florida Panthers in the first round but the fact that they are one of the best teams the Capitals are on the road this season. But then again, Alex Ovechkin's been hurt with an upper body injury. But then again, Florida got croaked by Montreal last night. But then again, Washington has this folding history, the Stanley Cup four years ago notwithstanding. That's what I call sweet torture. The uh, Bruins uh, will have the Colorado Hurricanes, and that'll open up on Monday down in Colorado, uh, playing Monday, Wednesday down there, Friday, and a week from tomorrow up in Boston for the first four games of that set. And then the Celtics, a real even matchup. Uh, How even? Well, they'll take on Milwaukee, 1 o'clock, game one of the second round, best of seven tomorrow at the Garden. Boston, 51-31 and 31 in the regular season. Milwaukee, 51-31 and 31 in the regular season. Boston, 33-19 and 19 versus the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee, 33-19 and 19 against the Eastern Conference. Celtics, Milwaukee, split four games in the regular season. God only knows what the tiebreaker was that gave the Celtics home court, but just say thank you very much. Uh, the Bucks still uncertain whether Chris Middleton will be available. Sprained MCL in Game 2 of the Chicago series. Still listed as out. Uh, no update from Coach Mike Budenholzer yesterday, so really don't know where things stand with that. And then, of course, the Patriots in the middle of the NFL draft right now. Uh, more wheeling and dealing yesterday. They did pick up a speedster wide receiver, Baylor's Tequan Thornton, in the second round, and they got a corner back uh, Marcus Jones out of Houston in the third round although he's only 5'8 175 not a very big guy but he has uh, a uh, kick return specialist role that could come in handy for the Pats who always seem to rotate through guys and never seem to have anybody who uh, would could be could be called a legitimate kick returner it's more like somebody doing kick returner as a, a side hustle so we'll, we'll see where that works and they also had another third rounder that they uh, traded yesterday to Carolina to get a fourth rounder along with a third rounder next year. So uh, more wheeling and dealing probable. They've got seven picks in the last four rounds. We'll see what Bill Belichick and 
come up with uh, through the rest of the day today. All right, that's it for Saturday Sports Talk. I'm Greg Fennell. Thank you for tuning in. Rich and Woody do up next for Valley Buzz and Red Sox Baseball 6.05 tonight as they continue their series in Baltimore. For Magic Matt back in the studio, thank you for tuning in to Saturday Sports Talk. You are listening to WNTK and WUVR. Have a great weekend, everybody.